Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of OIMS Unfiltered. In today's episode, we'll be talking about what it's like being a student during COVID-19 and how we've worked and still are working through it. Um, topics like how learning has changed, how extracurricular and social lives have been impacted are all going to be discussed today. So get comfy, maybe even grab a snack and get ready to listen. Uh, just like our last episode, we do have a few hosts with us. So to start us off, um, my name is Noor and I'm a first year health sciences student at Queen's University. Uh, my name is Frida and I'm a grade 11 student in Waterloo and I am very nervous for university. <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Adrian. I'm a second year student at the University of Toronto studying health and disease and psychology. Okay, so the first question that we're going to ask is how do you guys think online learning has changed for you? Um, for me, I don't think it's changed as much since I went into high school and just our second semester just COVID started and I spent my whole 10th grade at my home. Actually not whole, but like it was basically the same thing as just being at home constantly. And especially with the sciences, which I'm more interested in, it was definitely a con to staying home because it wasn't that much of a hands-on experience. And especially as a learner who is, who really likes seeing things and doing things and actually understanding it, it really put me at a disadvantage where I have to spend much more time trying to learn stuff. And school has just been bunching a bunch of things together in one week so we can fit everything so we finish on time. So virtual labs definitely worked sometimes, but not a lot of the times. And that's yeah. pretty good that like you, you, you at least had labs. Like I remember in grade 12, when basically our whole year was online, they just cut, up, cut out the whole lab thing for chem. So we never even had an online lab. Um, now we're talking about titrations in first year. Never done one. I don't know about you guys or you, Adrian. Yeah, I, I I did do titrations in high school. And actually, surprisingly, I think that's like one of the most fun laps um, yeah. for anyone out there who has done it. It's really fun because you like you slowly try to drop like a clear fluid into another clear fluid. And at one point, it all of a sudden turns bright pink if you add like one drop too much. So it's a lot of fun to do. Um, so I did it in person in grade 12. But then when I went to university, like my labs are online and Nur, I'm sure you can relate. Online labs are, they're just like these like software programs you like click through or they're like Excel spreadsheets that you fill out. So not the same, but I've also heard they're really hard in university, like the in-person labs that they're like super serious. So maybe I'm kind of glad that like I dodged part of that, but yeah. I definitely second that virtual labs is a bunch of just clicking. I definitely spent like majority of my labs just clicking through everything. And especially since we had like worksheets that the teacher gave us, they were all guided and you had to read through the instructions very clearly because it has a very clear like procedure. And if you miss something, then you wouldn't be able to finish it properly. And a bunch of the software is like, the teacher can see how much you've done or like how you did it's a little scary so you have to focus on it and it was definitely not as good as like in person but I definitely am nervous for in-person labs in chemistry because a bunch of my friends are very they don't they're not very aware of their surroundings we tried using Bunsen <laughs> burners like this week and my friend was playing around with it and 
like the teacher was like turn that like lower and I was like this is not a great environment to be in so yeah definitely excited but also a little bit scared oh my god Bunsen burners I remember that I think the most dangerous thing we've had this year was probably the hot plate not even that bad Bunsen burners are way worse um but yeah what about like asynchronous work have you have most of your classes been like mostly done by yourself or do you think you still have like lectures in person I find it's like I found it quite interesting like going into like a so I like second year university essentially like last semester was the first semester where I had or this semester is the first semester where I've had some in-person classes and I found it interesting that a lot of my friends were like so sad that we were having fully online and I was someone who was like I don't really mind. I get to be at home. I can go to the library, uh, plan my own day. But I am also someone who like really struggles to study at home. I it, I get distracted so easily. And then uh, I went to an in-person lecture for like the first time and I just found myself so much more focused. I don't know why. I feel like even though I'm sitting in the back of the lecture hall, I felt like it was like just like not appropriate to take out my phone or to just like search up something on my computer. Um, so I don't think I really noticed how tough it was for me to do asynchronous and virtual learning until I went back in person. And then I was like, oh, this is what it's like. Um, so now I'm really happy that we're slowly going back in person because I think it's a great time. Yeah, no, I 1000% agree. Um, just because I know for me, like scheduling my time is, so hard for me for like literally no reason like I, I'll feel like oh like I have the rest of the week it's free like I'm nothing I know no lectures right no classes so that means I have no work to do so whenever someone asks me to like hang out with them I'm like yeah like I have no classes like I can go but like all those lecture times that I have to rewatch those build up and like it comes <laughs> to the end of the week and you're like wait like I have like five different lectures to watch they're all an hour long when am I going to watch them all and then it comes midterm season, you're like, wait, I have four weeks of that to watch. When do I watch them all? I don't know. I guess it's more time management skills. I should probably work on that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I feel like that's something that every university kid struggles with. You know, it's like that, yeah. that, I mean, even in high school, but I feel like in university, when everything's asynchronous, it's so much easier to like fall behind on stuff. Also, I wanted to bring this up because I see it on our like notes here and I just see breakout rooms exclamation point. I feel like Frida probably has the worst experience and nor you too, because you did some of high school with breakout rooms. But man, I hate breakout rooms so much. They're like the worst thing ever. Do you guys want to talk about your experience in like high school and early university with breakout rooms? I was just going to say, so far I've only had breakout rooms um, for my chem tutorials and like, it's it's okay because like it's the same group that you work with every time but it's just so hard to like read a person especially since like all our cameras are off we're we're only unmuted when we talk so like it's just hard to understand where we're all at and because at the end of the class we just submit an assignment so like communication is kind of hard there for me um but yeah Frida what about you um so I I've been taking French like all of my years in high school for for the extra credit I guess <laughs> but I think that was the worst class for breakout rooms, um, especially my grade 10 year. We were like, our teacher was really old school and she didn't know how to use technology. And 
so we'd be constantly on this Google Meet. It was since like 8.30, I think, until like two o'clock. It was really bad. And she'd make us talk to people during the most random times, like in random breakout rooms. And there's this one person in my class who absolutely hated the teacher <laughs> and would just flame her in the breakout room. And there was this one time where she came in when he was ranting about it. And like everyone went silent and it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Wait, I have a really quick question. Do mm -hmm. any of you guys know when you're in a breakout room, can the teacher hear you at all? Like, is that, is that a thing? I don't think so. No. I don't like, think so. I, yeah, if okay. they're in the main room, I don't think they can. Yeah. Okay. Usually my Good teachers like sit in the main room awkwardly by themselves. <laughs> they're like, if you ever need help, just like, like come into the main room and hop in and like ask me a question because they're also lonely, which is a little sad, but yeah. I also just want to say like at the start of the pandemic, when all the teachers and like professors were first trying to get grips, to get to grips with like all the virtual stuff, like, like, of course, like, I sympathize with them because it's, like, they're obviously not as used to the technology as we are, um, and, like, even for us, like, Zoom scared me, and I would, like, I would, like, close my camera and, like, exit Zoom <laughs> and, like, turn off my computer just to make sure that, like, I had properly left, you know, but, like, the first few classes were, like, so painful to see, like, the professor, like, struggle with the platform and everything, um, I was like, I wish I was just there to like help you like click the button so you knew what to do. Um, but yeah, I guess now I feel like they're so much more fluent though with all the technology, which I guess is kind of cool because now they can like do a lot more virtual stuff if they want to, like seminars and stuff like that. But, but yeah. And that reminds me of um, my teacher actually still now doesn't know that like you can mute everyone when they come in. So our lecture of like 400 plus people, <laughs> you'll enter. Then you'll hear someone talking about like chicken wings, someone like roasting, <laughs> someone roasting the teacher they had before, someone being like, why am I even in this class? And it's all out loud. And we've had like, I think maybe at least five different lectures now. And they still haven't figured it out. So every time we join, all our mics are unmuted. It's a funny thing. <laughs> it's, it's always so annoying when there's that like one, it's, yeah. it's when there's that like one person who's just talking or like, they're just like making like noise. And no, but they're always yelling though. It's like, <laughs> so embarrassing for them. Like I feel so bad. I'm like in front of so many people, especially like 400. Like in my class of like 20, if like someone was like that, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. For them. But like 400 people, that's a lot. My prof is always like, "Sorry, guys, just make sure your mic is muted." <laughs> the nicest way. They try to be so nice. <laughs> I also feel like I don't know if this has happened in like your tutorials or stuff but like the teacher will call on someone and they like won't respond and then she'll be like hello are you there and then the kid doesn't answer and you're like, you know they're like not paying attention and they're probably just like away from their computer. I have so many stories about that <laughs> my French class again because it's like the same dude like he hated that class so like whenever the teacher would call on him he 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 won't answer or he'd actually leave like the meet which is so funny to me so many times like he'd just fall and just like end the call for himself and just like leave it was so and then the teacher wouldn't know because she's so bad with technology right and she's like where is he and it was it was fun it was so fun my biggest my... thing is like if if it sorry if it cuts out but like they're saying your name and it cuts out like you don't know it's you so you guys just sit there in silence and you're like 
you say your name again you're like oh me oh the, like the whole rant they just went on was it was yeah. about me um yeah my roommate he's in music and so they've been lucky they've like they've like tried to do a lot more stuff in person but then they're obviously at certain times they've had to be fully online and he was telling me like a very similar story to Frida's where like he was like in a in a orchestra sort of like meeting and like one of the profs called on one of the players and you could tell that the kid like I think they have to have their cameras on but like was not paying attention and at one point he just like left the zoom meeting while they were calling on him it's like I, I would feel so embarrassed but there's no way I would just like ditch the zoom meeting you know that's wild that's like another thing though like if you're going to lecture you can't just get up and leave like you're so embarrassed <laughs> too right but like when you're online a zoom of like 400 plus people just just leave red button leave zoom. <laughs> done no one knows um but yeah so online learning is hard we've established that um how are you guys coping with like the mental health aspect of being online at home and at home this whole time i honestly feel more burnt out going to school because we're around so many people all the time and at home i felt like not as much pressure to talk to people. I feel more socially awkward now. I've been online for a while. I don't know how to interact with people in person. And, but I I guess it's like good to speak with people like more often. And it was much, it's much better now than before because we're actually allowed to have desks closer to each other like before when I was in quad masters our desks would be so far away from each other and the like during lunchtime everything would be so quiet no one could even talk like no one talked to each other it was so awkward but like now we're allowed to have like groups and stuff and honestly the walks that we had like last semester because our periods were so long those definitely <laughs> saved me a lot of back pain and a lot of like, if I was doing math and I couldn't figure like a math problem out, it definitely helped me a lot with clearing my head. So I feel like it, it definitely had both sides of good and bad. What about you, Adrian? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to quote Noor here. I a thousand percent agree with the fact that I also lost social skills. Um, I remember going into first year university and being like, uh, how do I like make friends and talk to people? As someone who's a pretty extroverted, I, I could easily tell, and I still feel like I don't have the same ability to talk with people and I'm like more awkward than I was before. Not saying that I was ever not awkward, but you know, um, the environment has like changed, but I, I feel like mental health wise, um, I think there were definitely, I agree that there were some benefits to online learning for me, like in an aspect of like being competitive with other people, I feel like it's much easier to distance yourself from how other people are doing in school when you're not always like talking to people. Like I remember in high school, my least favorite part was like when I got a test back, like I was a, let's say decently smart kid. But like when I got a test back that I wasn't happy with and then everyone asked you like what your grade was and everyone's like talking about it. And just like, I, that was just like a really annoying part. But now that I'm in online, it's like I almost never come across that because you're only gonna really talk to like your super close friends maybe about stuff like that. So I feel like a part that I enjoyed about being online was like you remove yourself from this 
hyper-competitive environment that sometimes happens uh, in school. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was also gonna say, um, I think also when you're online, it's easier for you to like have off days if you're not really feeling it that day, like you don't wanna go to school, you can kind of just not show up to the Zoom or maybe just show up, but like not be there, you know? Um, also, when you're like around your family, I feel like it's just better. You can kind of take a break whenever you want to and just, I don't know, hang out with your siblings, hang out with your parents, whatever. Maybe even hop on another Zoom call with your friends after school. <laughs> um, just enjoy it. How do, are there like any like other coping strategies you guys like definitely like use during the pandemic? Like, you know, like hopping on Zooms with friends or like stuff like that? For me, yeah, it was, it was the Zooms. We'd have movie nights. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you can't. I don't know if you can like screen share on Netflix, but my friend figured out how and like we have regular movie nights on Netflix to kind of just, you know, sit together, have snacks all on Zoom. It's nice to kind of see your like friends again. For me, I think it, it was like calling my friends whenever, like me and my friend would constantly call, like especially during tests, we'd be doing tests together <laughs> on call. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'd like call during like lunch and stuff and we'd like make our food together it was super it was super fun and it was so chill and it was definitely a really good break you know that's great I also agree I don't know why I guess everyone started calling their friends on zoom but I I also did the same thing and I think it's super cool now that my friends and I well some of us are in Toronto but we're spread out and we still mm -hmm. like call I think we have like Friday night or Saturday night calls every week sort of and it's like surprising that we can sort of stay in touch even though at this point we would probably just like have sort of almost forgotten about each other because like everyone's in different places um but yeah speaking of hanging out with friends um have any of you guys like partied like nor you're in first year university you lived in residence um you told me uh, in private off this recording in private. And you told <laughs> they told you told all of us about the amazing adventures of uh, living at Queens. Um, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> See, I don't know how much I can reveal, cause like, <laughs> um, but yeah, there are parties. <laughs> That's it. That's it. There are parties. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> okay. What about you, Frida? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't have, I'm not friends with the people that party and like I've heard a bunch of stuff that goes on in those parties and I'm kind of glad at that I don't attend them so there's that and a bunch of them got COVID anyways so there's your there's your message to not go to parties <laughs> especially in high school I'm like what are you guys doing like, in high school parties that's fair yeah. Um, even like pre-pandemic, I feel like my high school did not. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, um. yeah. And I will not comment on partying in university. Adrian, party? <laughs> Could never. No, I'm too nerdy. I did. No one invites me to go. To, like, no, no, no. Parties. Literally the same. Like I, my <laughs> day of like a perfect Friday night is like watching a movie with good snacks with friends. It's a great Friday night. Yeah. Okay, well, Frida, you're in grade 11, right? So what are your thoughts on next year's university applications? Do you think it's going to be difficult with the whole online situation? 
Um, I guess like the most, most of the pressure is on me right now because I'm doing the grade 12 math course. <laughs> I, I've told a few people that it's not been going good, but we'll see how the, like my, it's like my second test and I did bad on it, whatever, but it's, it definitely did make me a little bit nervous for the rest of the year. And I'm just like even more nervous thinking about next year. But I guess like a bunch of my friends who are in grade 12 right now, they're like, just do your applications earlier. Don't procrastinate until the end and do all your applications at the end. I think that's a really good thing to remember is that like, it's really planning out your future, which I think is really weird how like in grade like 11 and 12, you're like already thinking about like where you're going to like universities, like where you're going to be for the next four years. And that ultimately leads to like your whole future. And that's crazy how like young that like we're supposed to decide on that. And I guess the whole application is like very different for each person. Cause I think I wanna go far away from where <laughs> I live. Cause I've been here my entire life and I want like more of a change and I think there's less resources for people who want to do that. So I have to like really dig deep and try and find those things. But ultimately, people who are in the grade above you are definitely the most help. They're more reassuring because they've just been through the process. And yeah, like extracurriculars are sort of happening. What's that kind of like for like you guys in, in university now? Um, well, for me, I think there are extracurriculars, but I found it kind of hard to know what's kind of happening around um, university. There was a fair, which I did not go to, which maybe <laughs> I should have gone to, but I think that would have been my biggest help in trying to find extracurriculars. Um, but I'm kind of banking on next year to kind of look around. Mm -hmm. What about you, Adrian? Um, I feel like I agree. I feel like it was especially hard. Um to find extracurriculars when you're not living in residence. I know like living in a residence, like I joined sort of like my residence's student council. And through that, like I sort of made more and more connections. But other than that, like, for example, OIMS, hey guys, you know, if we ever do another round of internships, definitely apply. Um, um, but yeah, like OIMS was a lucky one sort of for me. Um, but yeah, university-wise, it's kind of tough to get really excited about a club when most clubs are very oriented around having these events and very cool events um, and then not being able to have them because it's all virtual and stuff like that. So I, I would definitely say it's a little tougher. Also, a piece of advice I would say is extracurriculars are really important, but if you're worried about doing well in first year, definitely focus on school first. So um, don't be like crazy worried about not having like an amazing extracurricular in your first year. Focus on school. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I was kind of trying to do that because I, I didn't know how much time I'd have to kind of set aside to um, school first. And also, I think in your first year, you're kind of more trying to make friends and everything. Like it's just the whole moving um, to university or not even moving if you live near the university, but just kind of getting into the hang of things. Um, that can take up a lot of time. Um, so I think saving extracurriculars extra to later is really not that big of a problem. 
but up to you. If you can, then go ahead and get involved. In terms of our return to school, are you guys ready for the long hours of learning again? I feel like, so for myself, I've had some university classes. I don't know what the schedule, I, Frida, I think you're, you're already sort of back in person. Um, and Noor, I guess you're staying online this semester. Um, Three days. We're going back in person, February 28th. <gasps> wow, congratulations. Yeah, that's exciting. Really exciting. Yeah, so I guess it's then similar sort of for U of T. We're going, we like started going back in person, but all my in-person classes will be in person by February 28th, the, the next week. Um, yeah. Something that I just realized that like is kind of stressful is like I have to run across campus in like the 10 minute break between classes. And that's something I totally forgot existed, you know? Um, yes. And now I'm like, oh, I have a tutorial. And then I got to run literally to the furthest opposite point on campus. Um, to get to my next class. But I do think from the very few, oh, the very few experiences I've had in person is a lecture and a tutorial. And tutorials in person are so much better than online. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I'm super excited to see what uh, the rest of my in-person classes bring. I can definitely feel <laughs> about running across places to get to your next class. We have five minutes between each of our classes. And our school is a little bit tiny and there's a lot of students. So during that five minute break, it's like literally, I've never seen more people in hallways than I've like in my whole entire life. It's so much, it's so chaotic and I, I don't want to relive it in university, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we've been at school like in person since like last year, kind of. Like we went back and forth between online and not online. So it was kind of a struggle to keep up with that. But definitely this semester is a much better timing because we don't have two and a half hour classes. But yeah, like the 75 minute is like, a, like all that change, it's kind of given me whiplash. I'm like, there's not <laughs> enough time. And then two and a half hours is too much time. So I, I'm still trying to get used to all the timing and more structured schedules and yeah I'm actually looking forward to the structured schedule um just because now like I I have to be up by like 7 30 or 8 to get to class um not like how I am now where I can just roll out of bed at 8 30 and call it a day um I think I think it, I'm like I'm hoping it's going to help me kind of stay productive and be able to do things in between my class like go to the library and get things done um but I think yeah, like I think being online just for me isn't it. And I'm excited to go back in person, especially because I also know that they're opening up the cadaver lab in my school, which is super exciting. Yes. I'm so cadaver jealous. Lab is opening. I'm <laughs> I mean, the most jealous human being ever. <laughs> we only have half a semester left, but like still, I think we're the first cohort of our program to get the cadaver lab. So that's super, super fun. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah. I would transfer right now. <laughs> I had I'll like let you this, know how it is. Yeah, absolutely. You can do an entire pod, uh, episode on uh, <laughs> I'm just Cadaver Lab experience. Yeah, Great. I had an, an opportunity in high school to like go to my university with like, it was like a field trip sort of thing to like, not like participate in cadavers, but like just to go see the Cadaver Lab sort of. Mm -hmm. And my parents were like, no, like that is like, you're not going to go do that. Cause they're like, it's really weird uh, as a kid, you want to like go see like a dead body, I suppose. 
but to someone who like wants to like do surgery I'm like oh that's so cool um and U of T does not have like that overlap for undergrads so yeah. damn nice <laughs> that's another reason to go to Queens <laughs> um, Judah, in case you're wondering um yeah. <laughs> Queens Queens all the way maybe we'll see we'll see how everything goes <laughs> Oh yeah, something I want to hop back on. Freya, you mentioned you want to go like far away. What does that entail for you? Like, are you thinking like, does that mean like Ontario universities or does that mean like you want to go like far, far away? Um, I mean, it's far, far away. Like, I'm thinking <laughs> of American universities. Um, I'm thinking of doing biomedical engineering, which is like a cool field that I found. And going like kind of the whole process for U.S. universities is a bit more different I guess since you have to have like two teacher recommendation letters and a guidance counselor recommendation letter which is kind of weird because our guidance counselors literally have no connection to us but like in the U.S. <laughs> I know that like like the students religiously like meet up with their guidance counselor like my friend in, like who is attending secondary school in the US right now, like she meets with her guidance counselor like often and they're like besties. And it's really <laughs> funny because like my guidance counselor can't even put me in the right course. But <laughs> yeah. It's, Big it's, yeah. It's it's definitely different. And I'm having to take the SAT, which is I'm Ooh, taking it. That? it. It's painful. Like I'm taking it like literally in like two weeks. <gasps> March, wow. March 12th. Yeah, and my mom is really on me to keep just practicing, and I'm like, it's the last two weeks. Please just, just it'll it'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, the whole process of the SAT, like studying, is really time consuming and like energy consuming because like the whole reading section is completely different from what, like the Canadian curriculum entails, which is, I don't know what our Canadian like English system who like, knows learning I don't know but yeah it's definitely much different and I do a lot of research which is kind of unhealthy because it makes me super nervous but it makes it's kind of like a reality check which I think is also really important during like university applications and stuff so yeah that's great good luck yeah thank you <laughs> Do you have another chance or are you planning to take the SAT again? I don't know how the timeline works for that sort of thing. Yeah, um, since I'm taking it this March, I do have like so many opportunities to take it. Like there's another one happening in June and then there's another one in August. But my mom's like, if you if you, you're thinking that you have many more chances, that means you won't do good on like the first few tries. I'm like, <laughs> OK, that, that makes sense. But like, what if this happens? But she's like, no, you're only going to take it once. And I'm just like, you know, what? it's like, it's OK. But definitely, I feel like it's like if you have the option to do it many more times, then the first time is a really good way to kind of get a feel of how like, the whole atmosphere is like you get there at like 745, apparently. And it's like there's going to be a bunch of other people there and it's going to be a whole room of people taking this one three hour test together. And if you freak out, then it's like over for you, I guess. But like, since you have so many more opportunities to do it, like definitely take them. And yeah. Well, I mean, you'll have multiple three hour exams in university. So <laughs> it's good, good practice separation. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about interacting with teachers and professors. Mm -hmm. So I know that online it can, can be kind of hard to, you know, get to know your prof and whatever. But what about in person? How are you guys going to maybe make them make them know you? Let yourself stand out. How is that going to happen? I, I feel like I still feel like it's really hard to stand out to your professor um, just because classes are quite large, I feel like. Um, I have had one course, um, it was called like a first year seminar course, U of T has a few of these, where a teacher can sort of teach a topic that they're just like interested in, and it can be like totally unrelated. I know one of them was like the history of vampires or something like that. Um, and they're like led by professors. And my the professor that led mine, which was an intro to biomedical research, was is my current like physiology like 300 professor so she's like I guess has good credentials um but it was a class of 30 people so that's like the only class I've sort of felt like I could stand out to my professor I did really bad in that class but we'll move past that um I feel like it's so much easier to connect with your TAs though especially in labs and tutorials um I think in the online environment they're just really happy if you're like participating um, and same with in-person. I feel like people really enjoy students, TAs really enjoy students that participate. I know it's kind of biased towards like extroverted kids, but mm -hmm. I feel like that's the best tip. Like put yourself out there, say hi, I guess, and uh, answer questions if you can. Yeah. Also ask questions because like they love answering questions. <laughs> so ask them. Um, but I'd also say that like, because I agree with the whole TAs thing, um, because we were online, having your cameras off, like they didn't see any faces. So I think they're actually more excited than us to go back in person just to kind of match a face with like a name, you know? Um, but yeah, for me, I think it's mostly Tia's also. What about you, Frida? What about your teachers? Um, I'm definitely struggling in that aspect. For, like I'm definitely more introverted and like asking questions and like answering questions is kind of scary like especially like in a classroom of people and if you get the quest like the answer wrong it's a little bit embarrassing but it's definitely something that you should do if you're like trying to get like teachers to notice you and like participation points I guess those definitely work um but asking questions sometimes like I don't know for like high school like teachers it's a lot different like sometimes I'd ask my teacher something and then they'd be like oh you can go search it up online and I'm like well what are you here for then <laughs> and it's it's a little confusing because they're like oh I like ask me questions I love questions like on the first day and then like the like the next week they're like yeah that's something you should google yourself if you're interested in and I'm like okay well now I know like, what do you think yeah, like, what do you what think? Do you think? The <laughs> that happens all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, it's it's a little dejecting, but, like, there's definitely a lot of teachers who are really interested in what they're doing, and more so in university, I think. So high school definitely is a starting point, but I don't think you should be very, very close-minded if that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what about the whole um, participation online thing? I know that sometimes like a prof will like ask us questions and like we type in the answers in the chat, right? But I usually don't just because I'm like, I'm going to get it wrong or whatever. But the one time that I do decide to type my answer in the chat and the first time I type it in, you know what it is? It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's always wrong. Like I'll put like, I don't know, like the number seven or something if they're asking a math question. And then the 15 messages after that, like 50, 50, 50, and I'm like, oh, 
never mind. No, ignore me. Ignore. <laughs> That's so fair. I, I, I still feel bad when TAs or the pros have to be like, ah, oh, you're on the right track, but like, that's not well, like that's not not the right track at all. <laughs> it's always that wording. You're on the right track. That's leaning towards the right answer. It's trying yeah, exactly. to be nice, and it's really sad. But yeah. But the question's like a yes or no answer, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I also feel like sometimes I'm like so certain I know the answer, and I raise my hand, but then like one other person raises their hand too, and then the TA chooses that person. And I'm like, ah, and then for like a random question, I have absolutely no clue about. They're like. Adrian, do you want to answer? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I really don't. Um, yeah. So we mentioned extracurriculars before and like doing it online and stuff. Do you guys have any extracurriculars in mind that you want to do now that you're back in person? Yeah, do you have any extracurriculars? <laughs> I can start, yeah. Um, so I'm part of my school's DECA club, which was canceled this year because of sanctions, apparently, which was really weird for a school club but it's okay <laughs> but apparently it's starting again next year so like when I'm in grade 12 and I'm really excited for that because it was such a great experience for me in grade nine and it was like in person too and like everyone was interacting with each other no masks everything was normal that's crazy to think about now but it was so fun and it definitely helped with like my oral communication and just like my communication skills in general and it's gonna be it like our school is starting like in-person clubs again so I'm hoping that it'll be in person and it definitely helps with like ninth graders because it's definitely a way to like connect with other students and like interact with teachers and interact with older students which I feel like it's really important to do that and like it hasn't been happening for the past few years because everything's been online and everything has been not running so I feel like clubs really need to start running for like schools to be to be able to be like a community I don't I don't I, I felt like I was very distant from my school because I literally don't even know what our school is like the whole layout of our school is kind of still foreign to me which is kind of sad but yeah what are you what about you guys <laughs> okay I can go ahead um I heard about this club called kids for kids at Queens and it's like, like you can kind of help the kids at Kingston General Hospital, which is like literally right by Queens. And I was thinking of applying there because it's kind of fun. I mean, I well over the summer I worked at Canada Sunderland. I was a red operator, um, and I love kids. So I don't know. Seems like a fun experience. I mean, like we make little kits for the people that are in the hospitals. Something I thought I'd try. What that sounds you, great. Yeah, yeah, you should totally do that. Also, Deca. By the way, I know there's also I feel like a very similar event. I think it was called OSHA or Os something. I don't Hosa. know. HOSA. That's for health science. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was canceled Man. for our school and I when I was in grade 11 because they were like we, like, we can't hold it in person or something. I don't even know. But I was going to try because it sounded really cool. I'm, I'm so jealous. I went to like an arts high school. Okay, like it was great experience. <laughs> but there was also like, uh, like an IB school. And I knew a lot of people who went there. And I saw on all their like Instagram stories, like them doing these cool business competitions and health things and my school was just like dance drama and music oh and literary arts you know and I was just like ah that's not what I want to do though um so such cool uh, extra extra curriculars you guys have um but yeah I think currently my only one my only extracurricular is actually OIMS right now like I'm currently working um 
but I do remember in my first year, I was uh, on the student council for my residence college. And that was a really great experience. I 100% recommend. The people I sort of met there are still my, con were my contacts for getting my job and are now my possible contacts for, I'm applying to be an RA, so possible contacts for that. So I definitely recommend, um, I definitely recommend like student, any sort of extracurricular you can in university. You'd be surprised at how many connections you can make. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, wait, I have a question for you, actually. So when yeah, that's great. Great advice here. Also crazy that in 11th grade, you got like a, like a yeah, position. Congrats. I mean, it's like, it's not really big. I just sit there and like listen on to what <laughs> they say and kind of sometimes do a little bit of data collection for them, which I feel like it's like, since like technology has advanced a lot, like yeah, like 11th graders can be doing like research assistant roles, which I think that many people should really take advantage of because it's a really good experience. And yeah, just like, don't be scared to do stuff like emailing, like what's the, what's the worst that can happen, right? Like they can be like, oh, sorry, I'm too busy or whatever. But like, you can really like land really good opportunities that might actually like, change what your perspective is. So I think that's really important. I 100% agree. Just go for it. Go for the opportunities. Um, they could really pay off. I think that brings us to the end for this episode. Um, we've had a great conversation talking all about COVID and also getting sidetracked sometimes. But in any case, it was great talking to you guys. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode of OIMS Unfiltered. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Ontario Youth Med Society and uh, listen to this podcast wherever you find your podcast. We were right. online. How did your job work? Did you have a okay, so, user online? No. So my job is like I work essentially uh, in my old residence building and I'm sort of like the front desk. And so I own, so I started working this September. So it was essentially pretty in person. But yeah, no, I don't. I didn't. It didn't like transfer online or anything like that. Yeah. I did do some summer. research over the summer um, and that was like fully online and that was just actually I went to the hospital for like a couple of days but uh, primarily it was just like data collection and we used like virtual desktops to sort of access the hospital stuff and look at patient data which by the way if anyone Very is trying cool. to yeah if anyone is like looking to do research now is 100% of the time to like email people to see what's up because from that one experience I have to say it was so cool like I was I'm gonna go on a rant here but I was sort of looking at uh stroke patients and it was very strange to it was very different to look at patient notes and to read doctor's notes on patients and then to also look at like social reports of patients and see like how families were responding to treatment and all these different situations that we people were coming from and it was really eye-opening sort of to see also some cases of like some really young people suffering from stroke and stuff like that. Um, but it was, I, I found it really enlightening and it was super cool and I would love to do it again. Additionally, I also went to the hospital in person for like three days and my supervisor like gave me a tour. And I don't know if any of you guys like watch like these medical school YouTubers or stuff like that, but it is so cool to go into a hospital behind the scenes and you go into these rooms and there's these huge screens where they're doing like live CT scans and there's like a patient going through the scanner and just people chatting. 
and then my supervisor was super popular so like everyone would say hi to him too mm -hmm. which was very cool but doing research I think is like one of the coolest things you can do uh, if that's what you're interested in so totally go for experiences in, in hostel I would 10 out of 10 recommend do you have any tips for those that are maybe listening in and trying to apply right now like during COVID time Absolutely. Um, I feel like we covered this in an episode, but I don't remember which one. Um, um, did you like cold email? Cold like, email. Yeah, cold emailing. I got really lucky with cold emailing. There are some great templates online as to how to cold email, but the best tip I heard in general for cold emailing is give absolutely every piece of information that they could possibly want in the most concise way possible. Like, you need to think that you're talking to people who are super busy, usually professors and researchers, and they're getting so many emails. So try to show like your enthusiasm and everything in a very concise way. And at the same time, give them your resume, give them your grades and give them your phone number. Tell them when you're available all in the first emails. Cause I don't think what I learned is that they're not gonna have time to email you back and be like, oh, can I have this piece of information? Just make sure they have it all at once. So that's, that's my best tip. I can second everything Adrian said. I'm also kind of like a research assistant, not really. I've I've just like been listening on to stuff. Um, I'm part of this lab who's like doing like a meta-analysis about like gender research and like differences and stuff like that. And that's what really made me interested in academia. Like before I was super interested in being like a doctor or a, like a psychiatrist or whatever. But like right now, academia is actually something that really interests me. And I feel like it's a whole realm of like different, it's it's like being a doctor, but like not really. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's super cool. But like, I definitely would not have known all this stuff without this experience. So if you have the chance to like, go be like, go volunteer somewhere, where they have research, definitely do it because it's really eye-opening and stuff like that. And definitely a really good tip is to try to like stroke their ego a little bit in the first email, be like, like since you're a student, like you, you're supposed to read a lot of stuff, you're supposed to be interested. So like that really helps with like, if you're actually interested in this field, like they're really willing to help you kind of navigate through it. And I think that's something that you can really take advantage of is like, being curious and being like really just wanting to learn everything. So that's something that you should do is like looking at like some of the articles they've maybe published or some of the talks that they've done or stuff like that. 